Welcome aboard, Captain. My daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for this voyage home one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. I'm Chris LaSalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave. So we're moving along. We're here on minute number 83. Mm-hmm. And this minute starts with uh, Kirk questioning Dr. Jillian about Mercy Hospital and ends with McCoy looking down at a moaning patient. Oh. <laughs> Poor moaning patient. <laughs> uh, uh, before we get started, I would have to say, um, yep. you know, we've we've talked a lot about the the, the humor that they've uh, they've tried to interject into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, some good, some bad, some grown worthy, um, and I and I absolutely will. I'll I'll go here and say I absolutely love everything related to McCoy, the hospital. All the jokes that get, um, all the jokes that he doles out, yep. and other things, I, I just, for me, make the comedy worth it. And I, I, I just will go on record as saying, love it, love right. his timing, his performance. Uh, Divorce Kelly, brilliant. Okay, his, uh, his, his, his dark ages. Uh... Yes, I was, I was going to monologue, but no, I guess his dark ages material is what. Yeah, yes. we're going to we're going to get a bunch of in the next couple minutes. Right. Uh, uh, well, let's. Yeah, I, I would like to talk about that when we get there. So let's because I, I had some thoughts too. So, um, but okay. So you're all in. That's what you're saying. I'm all in. Yes. Okay. In this. Yeah. In these couple of minutes where we're in the hospital, some of the uh, some of the humor preceded us. It fell a little flat sometimes, but okay. here I think top notch. Okay. Top notch. <laughs> Okay, well, let's jump back to uh, Bird of Prey first. Um, you know, uh, last minute, uh, Uhura, through the magic of her technology, knows everything about where Chekhov's going to be, yep. um, at least down to the hospital, and is going to emergency surgery. Um, so I like this. She, she says, Mercy Hospital, and then this minute kicks off with Kirk uh, uh, turning around and getting immediately into Jillian's face. Yeah. Mercy yeah. Hospital. <laughs> and her, this is not a helpful answer at all, is it? it yeah. It's in the mission district? No, it is not. Okay, because he's it's like, well, how he's the not, hell is that going to help me? I don't well, know I mean, again, you know, I don't know if she's relating to is the Mission District a place in, you know, their time period? Well, is that a, something that, that spans the, you know, time? You mean, is there a Mission District still in the 23rd century? Yes. Yeah, I I would bet that there probably is. Um but I don't think I don't know how much knowledge Jillian has yet of of the uh, future, right? Well, Kirk's Kirk's of the future, and Kirk is also familiar with San Francisco because that's where Starfleet headquarters is. Right. And she's making some assumptions. That'd be like you know, you know, uh, I don't even know. Right. I was going to try. Maybe that. Who yeah. knows? Maybe Starfleet Academy is there. Is there where? Oh, in the mission mission district. Yeah. I thought you were going to say here in this time. Like no. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so Mission District then, so he might be like, oh, I know right where that is. Yeah, sure. That would be helpful. 
Mm. I agree. Uh, but then, you know, horror has to, you know, uh, not expected to survive. Yeah, that's a downer. Yeah. What else? I'd like to know what it, I'd like to know what's wrong with him. Do we ever well, find we, out? Oh, we do find well, out. We do because he falls off the ship. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I know. We pretty that. much have a good idea what happened to Pavel Chekhov. Well, I, I I know we find out in a few minutes when they when they find him. But I was like, did he break his back? Did he you know did he bust his head? Which I think is what we do learn that he he injured yes. his head. Um, but that would be I think a good piece of information right here to like you know she's got all this other stuff. He's not expected to survive because his, you know, skull's yeah. caved in, which would be pretty dark. So, yeah, that's probably... Yeah, that, um, yeah. We don't need that. Uh, I like this. I don't know if I would have jumped to McCoy's reaction. Mm. Like, as a Star Trek fan, you know, and like, that, okay, well, he's in the hospital. They got to go rescue him. That's my just yep. first thought. They got to go rescue him and get him out of there so they can go do their mission. But McCoy's like... Uh, no, we got to go rescue them so they don't, you know, uh, use their dark ages medicine on him. And he's like, no way. If we, we don't want him in the hands of 20th century medicine. Right. Um, so that kind of, I don't know, surprised me a little bit. Um, did it, did it to you or is that right in character? For him? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think it's in character a little bit because obviously he has a disdain for 20th century medicine, uh, but I think also, and I think Spock sort of follows it up. Uh, I think for me, backing up a little bit, I think mm. I was surprised when, you know, obviously we see Chekhov fall, you know, off the ship. And we kind of assume like, oh, you know, that's that was kind of like, wow, you know, he, he fell off the ship. And I don't know if I ever thought for a minute that Chekhov was going to die. But I think when you get to this point where they're saying like, you know, uh, they report, you know, his condition is critical. He's not expected to survive. I think that's where, realistically, I was kind of like, wow, like he could not make it. And then, you know, I think McCoy and Spock both come in and do the human thing where McCoy is like, you know, this is my time to shine, <laughs> you know. I, and I don't mean like be the hero. I mean like this is where my skills can be put to the test, like yeah. they're the best. I'm the doctor, yeah. you know. I I'm can, Leonard McCoy. I can help you. Um, I can help. And I think, you know, Spock comes along and, you know, uh, you know, he, we must, we must help him. I think there's, yeah. Uh, uh, shoot. Okay. Well, let's, let can we, can we talk about then Spock? Let's just hit yeah. that one for you. So, you know, he suggested McCoy's right and we must help Chekhov, which I find. Right. One, just that he calls him Chekhov. Interesting. And not, yeah. you know, commander Chekhov or, you know, doesn't use his title. Uh, and um, actually, I wonder if that's what triggers Kirk's response. Like, is that the logical thing to do, Spock? You know, he's testing him right there. I think uh, so, yeah. I think a little bit, yeah. So do you think he heard that the same way we did? Like, oh, he just called him Chekhov. Um, if he'd call right. him Pavel, that would be even more of an eyebrow raiser, right? Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but then Spock's response, you know, no, but it is the human thing to do. So it, is this either... Have I missed a very pivotal moment? Or this is a kind of a pivotal moment we've been talking about, right, with Spock's... Yeah. Oh, well, I think this goes back to um, when Kirk loses it on him. Mm. You know, and it's basically like, you're talking about every, you know, life on Earth. You know, don't you have any GD feelings about that, you know? <laughs> uh, 
you know, and I think where we when we left Spock, he was kind of, you know, he had the the sad puppy look. Mm -hmm. And I think that for him, he had to do a little bit of introspection on his own. And um, because I don't think we see Spock for a few minutes after he blows up, Kurt blows up at him. And I think this is the first time we sort of see him and he's kind of. You know, you know, it may not be the Vulcan thing to do, but it's definitely, mm. you know, it's the human side of me says, yeah, we got to go help him. Right. Uh, it'd be nice if we had a little bit of uh, just I, I could just use a few seconds of him be, being that introspective, having that moment. Right. Uh, again, not to keep going back to Wrath of Khan, but I'm going to constantly do it uh, when he makes the decision right on the bridge to go down right. to, you know, we just see it for what, one or two seconds. He has that yeah. moment. Where he makes, you know, he thinks and he makes a decision. Like even if we just had that moment here, when when Kirk asks him, "Is that the logical thing to do?" You could see him, right. Like maybe struggle with it a tiny bit, right, and then say, "No, it's the human thing to do." I I, I would like to see that just a little bit more, because well, I think the struggle was when we first saw him. You know, when Kirk blows up at him. Okay. Yeah. I think that was the struggle because we do see him for a couple of seconds after that. You no. Know? after that where you know kirk yells at him and yeah. you know he kind of comes down the stairs after him and you know obviously scotty and mccoy are are behind him and spock sort of like gets that moment and then he looks around and he kind of you know he has like that moment of staring off into space kind of a little bit and i think that's his moment of reflection there i see and then again obviously we don't see him until this moment when he comes in and you know says you know, welcome to welcome aboard. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it does his little thing here. So I think that, yeah, would it have been better? But I think for me, I think it's enough. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, we get more pressing things, you know, a little rushed right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. One of the things I was thinking of as you were, when I said, I forgot my train of thought, McCoy's, uh, disdain for the 20th century medicine and the yes. dark ages of all of all that when when uh, when do you think that uh, goes away you know is he you know once we get to the you know 22nd century medicine i'm a-okay right you know yeah I mean? like oh, the, i don't know yeah. he's got a bias clearly but how far back in time will he uh does he go i don't know but i was just thinking of like i mean is that a little bit of elitism you know where he <laughs> is like you know i've got all this technological advanced medicine like shouldn't he also have a little bit of knowledge of ancient medicine so that when he his technology does not work sure like when to use the leeches kind of thing you mean like right that? yeah i mean i get i get what he says like i get what he kind of like during his the next few minutes what he says like i i get it like he obviously is like you know he's a fish out of water you know like i can't believe you're still using you know, drills and stuff like that. Like, I can't believe we, 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 we haven't gone past that yet. But, but yeah, to your point though, is, you know, for all the, uh, let's say the me mechanical side of 20th century medicine, surgeries and drilling holes, all that jazz, you're, you're right. What if he was like, you know, in the field on some planet and, uh, someone's got someone's leg is wounded. Right. And it's going to get gangrenous, you know, and he doesn't have any, what if he doesn't have any, stu any of his stuff? You know, yeah, right. all I got is a phaser. You know what? We're going to have to amputate your leg. I'm just going to, you know, yeah. saw, saw it off with a phaser. Would he do that? You know, it's very mechanical. Uh, 
yeah, you wonder how much he's, but I guess, I don't know, even if you asked about doctors today, do doctors, uh, <laughs> would they pull out any, you know, uh, medieval times medicine if they needed to, or if they could, I think I keep going to leeches. Cause I think that one's yeah. just one of the, from, from days of yore that's still, you know, valid in some scenarios today, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, so is he an elitist? Uh, probably not. I think maybe he's just a product of his time, right? That's what all he knows. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm just, I'm just sort of saying like, I, He's speculating. Yeah. All right. Um, so Kirk's uh, asked Jillian, will you help us? All of a sudden, they don't know what to do, so they're going to count. Yeah. Uh, Jillian's in, yeah, let's put Jillian Jillian's, in charge. Jillian's <laughs> running the show. So, yeah. again, you know, uh, she doesn't really um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, in the span of like two minutes, she's gone from – running into an invisible spaceship, being beamed aboard, seeing an alien, but yet they're asking her, like, what do we, you know, what do we do? We got to look like doctors. And somehow she com comes through with flying colors. <laughs> like, I, yeah, <laughs> I think I would be a mess. I, I would be like, what? I would literally be Brad from Pulp Fiction when, uh, Jules is talking to him, and he says, "You say one one more time." I'd be, I would be Brad, going, "What? What? What? What do you want me to do? What, Doctor? What? Who's who's Chekhov?" So, so let's okay, let's let's jump forward a little bit then, right? So we now we're we're in the hospital, right? We cut to Mercy Hospital, uh, and here comes McCoy, Kirk, and Jillian, all in surgeon scrubs. Mm. So, so the question is, uh, yeah, McCoy said, "Hey, we gotta we gotta look like physicians." Uh, so did, what did Jillian do? Did she take them to a store or she might've told them what, to, what they needed to look like? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like you, you gotta wear scrubs. So we gotta get some scrubs and they, what replicated them or something or that's a good question. I one I don't have an answer for it. Either they beamed into, uh, you know, a costume shop and got some costumes or they beamed right into the, you know, the place, Stor the laundry closet. where, you know, where they, yeah, storage closet. And yeah. They just happened to pick them up. I don't know. But, okay. I like the, I love the idea of them beaming into a costume shop. That's great. Cause I, I was thinking like, Oh, maybe Jillian took them to a costume shop. But I like, <laughs> I like the idea of them beaming in and trying all the, we missed the montage of them trying on all sorts of costumes. Right. <laughs> that would be fantastic though. <laughs> uh, the other thing is uh, Jillian has some secondary skills and she's a good thief. They walked into the mm. hospital and they stole scrubs, which, you know, that's how often do you right. see that in TV and movies? Someone's always stealing scrubs. And yeah. I mean, you I've been to they... a hospital, I've been to a hospital a few times. Um, I, I still wouldn't be, I wouldn't know where to start uh, yeah. to go steal some scrubs. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's a, that's There's a skill everywhere. Yeah, and no one's going to question somebody like, you know, trying stuff on. Oh, this one's too small. This is too big. And I like, you know, right. all of a sudden they're in scrubs. So uh, so let's go with the costume shop idea. I love that. They didn't replicate this stuff. They went, they bought it. <laughs> uh, bought it? They, bought they, it. They, I think we still go to the steel. Like they still <laughs> stole it. Um, they didn't, they didn't, they don't have any money. Unless Jillian paid for them, and she's not going to pay fifty bucks, you know, for whatever scheme this is. 
No, you don't think so? She's uh, she's pretty, we talked about it. she's very dedicated to saving those whales. So if this is part of this, you know, this is what she's got to do. She's maybe she'd be willing to shell out fifty bucks for. Yeah, maybe I guess. Uh, they all fit very well. Um, and does it say something about Jillian's character again? We you know we love Jillian, and uh, she's the only one with her sleeves rolled up. You know, is this just her? Yes. You know, I, I, I'm in charge. This is just, you know, I know what I'm doing. Let's just look as confident as possible. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. Her wearing well, she's got the the hairnet and. Yeah, she looks yeah. very comfortable in her scrubs. Let's put it that way. Like yeah. she, like she's 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 playing it casual and she's she's pulling right. it off. Uh, let's see what else. Kirk splits him up. <laughs> I love McCoy's reaction. Like, thanks. Like, well, I don't know yeah. what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I just noticed that he's got a black bag, um, yep. which will come into play a little bit more in the next yep, minute. He's got his little. He's got his little doctor's bag. Yeah. And then he walks up to our uh, soon-to-be friend, moaning patient one. Moaning patient one. Can I can I say that I'm glad, uh, not about moaning patient one, but about his black bag, that his black bag that he's carrying is clearly, you know, uh, if not 1980s doctor black bag, you know, something like right. the 50s, right? It's a classic, you know, the doctor making house calls, right? Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. But I'm so glad it's not the... You know, I'm going to jump into like, you know, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek where, you know, if if I had a backpack or if I had a doctor's bag, it would look right. uh, It would have the Starfleet logo on it. It would be it would look like it's like packed to the brim inside, you know, like I hate in movies when you see somebody wearing a backpack and it looks like it's just full of like foam insulation. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not all. Nobody. Nobody has a backpack that full. Right. Um, Yeah. But. I could easily see this being he's got his uh, medical bag from the future. Uh, right, yeah. And they, they didn't do that, so I appreciate that. Um, I find those very distracting when they do those things. <laughs> that was me being grumpy, Chris. <laughs> uh, so uh, the one fun thing we found, uh, the interns helped us find, was uh, we were listening to the PA system in this minute. Yes. And... Uh, uh, the, there's a couple of things. One, I was speculating that the voice, the PA voice, might be Major Barrett, and I, right, uh, as far as I know, she's uncredited, uh, or the the voice is uncredited. But I, I have a sneaking suspicion it could be her. Um, and then we just did a quick like, well, who's Doctor Sandy Zobra? Who's that? Right. Uh, and you found you've got the information on who that is. You um, it, right? What do you got? I I did. Um, but I don't know what I do. Do you lose it? (laughs) I'll give you a hint. Uh, she's a wife of somebody. Oh, right. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, um, so her real name is Sonia Zoberblatt. Okay. And, uh, changed her name to Sandra Zober, which Mm -hmm. is what we hear in the, um, uh, what we hear in the, um, on the loudspeaker. And she is also known as Sandy Nimoy. It's Leonard's wife. Leonard's wife. Yeah. So that's a fun Which, little Easter egg. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. Um, and I, I was, I got excited about it, like, oh, I wonder if that's something, you know? And uh, it turns out it was. So I thought right. it was kind of fun. Uh, so yeah. Um, 
and again, that takes us to the end of the minute. So are we going to talk about moaning patient one? No, mm -hmm. save it. No, we'll wait. Yeah, we got to save that until next minute. Uh, next minute. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, cool. Well, then shall we wrap it up? Yep. Okay. Well, folks, uh, let's uh, let's pitch. Uh, hey, why don't you head over to Facebook? Everybody loves Facebook these days, right? Who, who doesn't love Facebook and trust them? Trust them with all of your information and whatnot. But uh, head on over to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, if only to just join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation. Right. Uh, yes. You don't have to. You know, don't don't sign up with friends and family and all that stuff. You know, you don't need to know what they're doing. But join the group. Uh, Lots of fun-loving uh, Star Trek fans in there. Uh, we're talking about the movie. We're talking about the latest Star Trek news. Um, people are sharing all sorts of fun Star Trek hijinks that's going on on the internet. So uh, lots of fun. We'd love to have you as part of it. Uh, so head on over there. And um, we will be back on uh, Friday, I think, talking, yes. about, uh, talking about Minute 84. Yes. Star Trek for the Voyage Home here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.